The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 and a chance to win a million bucks. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, ring the bell, and we are back in on a recap edition of the Big Fight Weekend podcast off of the upset. Saturday night, Las Vegas, the pay-per-view, Jordinis Ugas, the Cuban-born defector uh, into Miami, training out of Las Vegas, winning a portion of the WBA convoluted championship in the welterweight division, has gone on to pull off the upset and defeat the legendary future Hall of Famer Manny Pacquiao in what was a decisive performance by Ugas, a 12-round unanimous decision, and we are here to talk all about it on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Great to be with you. I am the somewhat capable host. In a moment, Marquise Johns, the senior writer from our website, BigFightWeekend.com, will be here. Just how did Ugas pull this off? We are going to discuss with Marquise and what about the legacy and the future of Manny Pacquiao? That's the bigger question coming out of this. No disrespect to Ugas's win. It definitely deserves credit. It's the biggest win of his career. It's the highest paying win of his career for Ugas. It opens up doors for a bigger fight, probably a couple of bigger fights for a whole lot more money. That's his reward. The fame, the recognition off of this win, it resonates. Uh, but really, the story is the legacy now, and is this it for Manny Pacquiao? Was that it Saturday night? It's certainly in the second half of that fight, off a two-year layoff at nearly 43 years of age, looked to be it. So we'll talk with Marquise about that in a few moments, and then later on in the podcast, I'll put some perspective finally on Manny Pacquiao as it relates to other great Hall of Fame fighters in the last 30 or 40 years in the lower weight classes, like Oscar De La Hoya, like Julio Cesar Chavez, like Sugar Ray Leonard, and how... Pacquiao is right now in the same spot where Oscar, JCC, and Sugar Ray were. On You're at the end. You're, you're not going to be able to summon greatness anymore at nearly 43 years of age. So I'll have some perspective on that. A reminder, if you have not already, 
subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, and their network of shows do a great job of helping us promote. So if you found us through their website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, if you found us through a social media link, you are guaranteed to get this podcast uh, if you are subscribed, even if we come back and do a recap edition, typically we are out on Fridays to preview the weekend. Friday, usually late morning Eastern time, midday Eastern time to preview the weekend and give you some gambling advice, etc. through sportsgamblingpodcast.com on the fights. By the way, if you had the over back on Saturday night, we were preaching the over 10 and a half rounds, the over cashed. Yes, you had to spend some to make some, but it seemed to be almost a guarantee that Ugas didn't hit hard enough and all of Manny Pacquiao's fights, except for one over the past five years, have gone the distance. So the over did hit. We give you that advice. But in any event, you don't have to worry about a social media link or the publicity through sportsgamblingpodcast.com's website if you are subscribed. So please do so. Please leave us a review. More people will see us, will find us. In fact, we're going to start doing uh, some periodic giveaways and fun stuff, and I, I will make it known right now. We'll start going with people that have reviewed the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can leave us a review. We'll start going and randomly picking people that have reviewed us. So go follow us. Go subscribe wherever it is and review us, and then the podcast uh, the podcast comes automatically to you. So, uh, again, Ugas, uh, it looked like from the very beginning, Pacquiao uh, came out, had the crowd behind him. They were chanting Manny, Manny in the T-Mobile arena. Uh, for those that wondered whether or not there would be a large crowd as T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show five days a week in Las Vegas was a guest on the preview podcast last week. T.C. said to us, a Manny crowd is going to be there, whether he was fighting Errol Spence who was the original opponent, whether he's fighting Ugas, whether he's fighting TC or me or Marquise, there are going to be Manny Pacquiao fans who are going to show up. And they did. Uh, Well over 15,000 looked to be a packed uh, perimeter of the T-Mobile arena. So they did get a live gate off of this, and we'll wait to see what the pay-per-view did. But they were there to see Pacquiao. They were chanting Manny, Manny, Manny. But the difference is it was Ugas, Ugas, Ugas who stood up to him. Ugas looked bigger. I mean, Ugas, we, we talked about this with TC. We talked about this with Ray Flores of Premier Boxing Champions, who was calling the fight on the international feed for Fox and PBC. Ray Flores on with us on Thursday. Uga, and, and, and Ray volunteered this. Ugas looked like a junior middleweight or a middleweight. He looked 155, 160 pounds, easy, much bigger. Long arms with that reach and that right hand. I'm going to talk about this with Marquise in a moment. That's what I expected Keith Thurman to be able to do. One time Thurman to be able to do a couple of years ago, but Pacquiao was faster, more accurate with the punches getting in and out. And the bigger thing is he knocked Thurman down in the first round of the fight. And I think that really set the tone and had Thurman on edge about counter punches getting hit and really changed his strategy to a degree. So in any event... Um, all of this goes into one pot. We should not lose sight of the fact that Ugas was consistently scoring with the jab, consistently scoring with the right hands. You got to give credit where it is due uh, to Jordanis Ugas. He won that fight, and again, for the first of, of a couple of times, let's hear it for the judges as nobody mysteriously had Manny Pacquiao winning eight rounds of a fight that he didn't win, much less 117-110 winning nine rounds of a fight that he didn't win. As that fight wore on, Ugas continued to win rounds in the middle rounds, and I'm not so sure he didn't win both the 11th round and the 12th round. I know that Ugas won the 12th round. I think he might have won the 11th and the 12th with the way that he was scoring. I had the fight 116-112, as did two of the official judges. The other judge had it 115-113 or 7-5. 
That That's the right decision. And we're going to talk much more about that. All right, so plenty to get to here on the podcast. Thank you for being with us. Let us continue along with the insight and analysis on Ugas's win. As I mentioned, here he is, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns, fresh off the Jordanis Ugas upset win over Manny Pacquiao Saturday night by unanimous decision in the pay-per-view main event in Las Vegas. All right, Marquise, your reactions now that we've had a day or so to digest that Ugas pulled this off and we'll get into the whole is it the end of Manny what are your thoughts now that we've had some time to think about what we saw Saturday pretty much DJ this was a great win for Ugas and one thing that was I thought was really a a glaring more than anything else in that fight was the fact that he was accurate as it can be uh, against Manny Pacquiao who was still throwing just not accurately at all at pretty much the entire fight I know the Dan Canobio stat uh the guys from CompuBox do a great job with the stats ugas landed 59 percent of his power punches which is the most anybody has ever landed on manny pacquiao in any fight and pacquiao's power punch connect percentage 19 percent, the worst of his career if you had to have one stat sum it up that's the stat right that is that that's that's a good that's a good stat dj the one i remember during the fight itself they mentioned during the broadcast was the over 85% of the fight was being fought at distance, which does not bode well at all for Pacquiao whatsoever, considering that he had he could not find his range at all against Ugas, who was just pretty much jabbing him left and right all night long. And following it with that long lead right hand. Uh, another thing that you and I talked about in the buildup to this, and we would not know, is the two-year layoff and being nearly 43 years of age. How much do you believe Manny Pacquiao was really diminished by both of those factors? And maybe the two-year layoff more so than just the the fact that he's almost 43 or maybe both. I won't speak for you, but how much did the two years out of the ring show up in your mind in what he was not able to do, Pacquiao? Absolutely, TJ. And the the one thing with the layoff that I recognized more than anything else was that he got old in that that fight very fast. And there wasn't a part, TJ, that that recognized in that fight. And this this is why everyone was was thinking that this may be the end of it when when people mentioned Manny Pacquiao in this conversation now, is the second half of that fight, TJ, there was no adjustment or change that Pacquiao was doing that was going to make the fight look any different than what it was. And it was at that point you realized that this is when Father Time caught up to him, and this may be the last time we see this man in the ring. More on that in just a second. Again, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns, hanging with me. Again, a recap edition on the Big Fight Weekend podcast of your Dennis Ugas's upset of Manny Pacquiao. Not a monumental upset. Again, Pacquiao had lost seven times previously. Ugas has a version, for whatever it's worth, comically, of the world championship. Not a total unknown. It won a bunch of fights over the last three or four years. The one loss was a narrow loss on a split decision to Sean Porter. So this is this is not completely out of the blue. Say some more about Ugas. Say some more about all the adversity that he has been through away from his family for over nine years after defecting from Cuba. Not sure if his family members were going to be imprisoned etc for him defecting uh what a story to get this kind of moment whether or not you want to say that Pacquiao was at the end and it was the final fight Ugas had to go out and do the work he did the work Marquise absolutely TJ he did the work for all 12 rounds too and the one thing with TJ TJ about Ugas and his story is it it came off all fight week as this you know just a man you know just taking this fight on short notice just happy to be there 
that immediately changed by about 48 hours beforehand when he was like, hey, I'm here to beat Manny Pacquiao. And that's when the whole thing switched completely. And it played out in the ring, TJ. This was a guy uh, in Ugas who was at one point mentioned all week long. The great story was mentioned how he he was 15 and three and was thinking about retiring. And, and when was, was thinking about just giving this all up and then that that all changed. And then he was given his opportunity, uh, was given Manny Pacquiao's belt because of some WBA shenanigans. That's not his fault. But what is what is his fault is he beat Manny Pacquiao, and that's going to be the end of pretty much uh, that's that side of the story of it. Well, and, and now Ugas gets a much bigger payday against somebody at some point, uh, whether that's Errol Spence, whether that's maybe a Keith Thurman, maybe it's a rematch with Sean Porter. I don't mm-hmm. know that it ends up being a Terrence Crawford fight, but uh, you know Ugas again cashes in big time and i i agree with you it was it was rather obvious from about the fourth round on pacquiao's not connecting the same way he's not as fast as he was you know the thing i kept thinking and i wrote about this in the recap article was keith thurman two years ago could not take advantage of this stuff and you give pacquiao more credit because he was younger and he was able to get in and get out you just you that's the fight I expected from Keith Thurman as the fight went on, that I'm going to keep scoring with the jab, keep scoring with the right hand and father time's going to catch up to Manny Pacquiao. That didn't happen July 2019. It happened August 2021, where Pacquiao was getting hit with the jab, getting hit with the right face swelling, uh, obviously could not. Uh, land the same way that he did previously, even in, in fights with Adrian Broner. And before that, Lucas Matisse, the fights before he beat Keith Thurman, he was landing at a high connection rate. Couldn't do it with Ugas. And I just, what is your thought on that? Because I know we're around Keith Thurman a bunch. We have been. And I just kept thinking, this is what we thought about the Thurman fight two years ago. And Pacquiao wouldn't let it happen, but he couldn't stop it from happening against Ugas. Yeah, TJ. That was the one thing I thought was interesting too. Well, against this, uh, against Ugas, was the fact that Pacquiao in, in that Furman fight was able to pretty much mix it up with Furman and made pretty much made Furman uncomfortable for about the second half of that fight. Uh, this fight at all, uh, Pacquiao couldn't do any of that against Ugas, and it, this was the the uh, Pacquiao we were expecting against Furman. Well, I thought honestly, TJ, where I was expecting at some point actually. Had Ugas had more pop, you, just, you can make a, make a case that this fight pretty much is over about six or seven Would rounds. Would you not say that if that had been a healthy Errol Spence, if that had been an in-his-prime unbeaten Terrence Crawford, they they tear Manny Pacquiao apart last Saturday night, do they not? Both of them. Yeah, TJ, no, no. That that, that Manny Pacquiao that was in the ring Saturday night becomes the highlight reel for someone who, on the other side of that um, outside of that ring, no matter who it was Saturday night. And that, I mean, this was the, this would have been Spence or Crawford or Pat or even Furman if they spotted second time around. They all would have won last Saturday night. All right. Another moment or two here. Love Week Sauce Radio popping on here in the aftermath of the Pacquiao-Ugas fight where Jordanis Ugas of Cuba has now become a player in the welterweight division with the upset win deservedly. So let's hear it for the judges, Marquise. They were all yeah. three on it um, Saturday night with a, with a score that I think everybody agreed with. Uh, a, a clear one on that. Um, all right, where do you come down on is this the last we'll see of Pacquiao or are you buying maybe one more farewell fight perhaps in the Philippines against a beatable opponent what is your theory on the Pac-Man you know what TJ I think this is it for Manny where he, he just didn't look right in this fight the last second half of it where it looked like he was all but checked out and I don't just see this to come back you know for that one last celebrity go around or any you know 
any any uh, favorable opposition fight to close out the career going to do any good for him at, at the end of the day when it's, when it's all said and done. So he I brutalized, I mean, interrupt, he brutalized Oscar De La Hoya, and De La Hoya didn't fight again since 2008, but now is going to come back and fight an exhibition fight 13 years later for Oscar. Sugar Ray Leonard tried to stay retired, but had to come back and fight Hector Camacho at 41 years of age. Again, mm -hmm. Pacquiao about to be 43. So those are two of the comparisons I'm making. I, I just wonder if he can stay away on a loss, that he can't fight a beatable opponent in a farewell fight, let's say, in the Philippines, whenever they can have it later this year, next year, and that's it. You buying that even a little bit, Marquise? I'm not only because Manny Pacquiao after this fight was saying that his legs were gone. And that was the one thing I realized that every fighter will tell you is once they tell you that their legs are gone, they're pretty much gone as well. And there was something that I think Sergio Mora mentioned on Sunday as well, mentioned when he he retired as like, hey, the first thing I recognized is like when I was in the ring, you know, I was on a, on a win that my legs were giving out. That's like I couldn't do this anymore. And that was it. We'll see if that is, in fact, it for Manny Pacquiao or not. Uh, again, full credit to Ugas. Final final comments at all here on Saturday night's pay-per-view win. I mean, it was a packed house, and obviously we had drama, and we had the right decision. Boxing got a lot of things positive and a lot of things right Saturday, even if Manny didn't get the Hall of Fame storybook Hollywood ending of winning his final fight. We got We got a lot of things right with boxing on Saturday night, didn't we? Yeah, with TJ, and more, more importantly, the judges got this right, which I was expecting some shenanigans to be going on with this fight because this, this wasn't an easy fight to score. And you, you can make a case for some of those rounds being swing rounds if they didn't catch it or not. But they they caught him. And, and, and once again, TJ, Ugas is going to be a problem now. He, he, he has pretty much cemented his name as the new Manny Pacquiao for these guys to face. Not 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 as that's uh, a cachet or marquee as Manny Pacquiao, obviously, but he's going to be a problem one way or another at Walter White. It is uh, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, network of shows and Sports Gambling Podcast family. So if you had to put the odds on Ugas's next opponent, not likely Spence because of the eye surgery and it's going to be a while. We, we kept saying that even with Pacquiao. If Pacquiao won, it was probably not going to be Spence for a while. Probably not going to be Spence Ugas. But could you see a January fight with Porter, a January fight with Keith Thurman maybe? What, what are you putting at the odds? Which one? Which one's the favorite on the Marquise Ledger here? If I had to pick right now, TJ, uh, put my money on it being Sean Porter just being a rematch for that yeah. fight for the simple fact that I don't think this Terrence Crawford thing is going to go through now that that thing's going to a purse bid. And it, and pretty much the, the two sides aren't talking about making this fight happen to begin with. So who, Lord knows where that fight's at, but they can make Porter Ugas a lot easier, as we all know, on the, on the PP side of the fence here. So I'm looking forward to that more than anything else. Next up for uh, Ugas here. What will happen with Ugas's next fight? Again, to repeat, he's a player now. He's going to get paid even more on, on the next one after that performance, and deservedly so. And was that the end of Manny? We will see. The one thing we want to encourage the audience, Marquis, do it one more time. They need to be reading the site with everything that's going on, not just with this fight, welterweight division. We've got much more uh, coming in, in the next few weeks on uh, Joshua Usyk. Uh, is this Canelo fight going to get done with Caleb Plant? We got Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and a bunch of other fights. They need to be reading the website as well as hearing the podcast, right? Absolutely, TJ. Uh, BigFightWeekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, and future. We'll keep an eye out on anything um, being finalized with the uh, Caleb Plate and Canelo fight for November. Hopefully, we'll get a, an official announcement from those fights, as well as top rank for their fall season, as well as the official shows. Looking to find out, TJ, pretty much uh, would be, 
pretty much if you, keep, if you say the big talk, if you keep up with Big Fight Weekend at Twitter as well, uh, we'll keep, keep an eye on pretty much all these fights coming on and any big time announcements. But I think we're getting a couple of ones down the pike, hopefully, and there, there should be some big ones. We will have a preview podcast for the weekend with more detailed thoughts. Marquise, thanks for hopping on off of the weekend and the upset win by Jordanis Ugas. I appreciate it. Absolutely, DJ. Thanks so much. Follow him at Weak Sauce Radio, Marquise Johns. I'll have some final thoughts on the legacy of Manny Pacquiao and how it compares to Oscar De La Hoya, Julio Cesar Chavez, Sugar Ray Leonard. Some thoughts on that as we continue. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. An example, the Atlanta Falcons right now are an 80-to-1 underdog to win the Super Bowl. Now, you might think that's ridiculous, but they have the easiest strength of schedule in the league. So if you think they'll get off to a hot start, go ahead and make the 80-to-1 bet before the season. Make it right now if you want to, and then sell that for a big profit after only a couple of weeks. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com, use our promo code SGPN, and get a free $25 bet. That's right, sign up right now, get a free shot at a million bucks, download the app in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. 
PixWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PixWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PixWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PixWise promo code SGP. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Back in one more time here on the only show you need for everything about the sweet science. We're typically in the preview mode on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We're coming to you here in the recap mode of your Dennis Ugas' upset win over Manny Pacquiao, which really, again, as we were just talking about with Marquise, it's, it's a golden ticket for him. He is going to make millions, plural now, on a bout with somebody, whether that's a rematch with Sean Porter, who again narrowly beat him three years ago on a split decision. Maybe that fight happens. Is Keith Thurman back in the triangle? Is one time back healthy? Thurman lost to Pacquiao. Ugas beat Pacquiao. So now can Thurman beat Ugas uh, in a matchup? Is that the fight or is it someone else? Uh, that they're looking at. Maybe somebody like a Jerron Boots Ennis, who's unbeaten and, and rising. That's an intriguing name to keep an eye on in the PBC stable here. As Marquise mentioned, let's see what happens with Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter first. As the WBO is mandating here, they've got to have a deal or they're going to have a purse bid on September the 2nd about this. Uh, for Crawford to defend his WBO title, the WBO will order him to fight Porter or else be stripped. What's going to happen there? Does that tie up Sean Porter, therefore, for not fighting Ugas? I'd love to see Ugas back in there December or January off of his name against another big name. And then what happens with Manny Pacquiao? So we're back in here for our final few moments. I wrote about this on BigFightWeekend.com. You can look at it at the website, but I'm illuminating it here on the podcast. This is the same thing that Oscar De La Hoya faced. This is the same thing that the greats like Julio Cesar Chavez and Sugar Ray Leonard faced as well. Of you, you eventually with father time, you eventually with the reflexes, the hand speed, the ability to get away from punches, you aren't great anymore, and you're and you're in a lot of cases not even good anymore. Manny Pacquiao butchered Oscar De La Hoya in 2008. When you go back and watch that fight, it's a 30 year old Pacquiao, and Oscar De La Hoya was an old 35 for that night. He was slow to get off. He was getting hit all the time, and Pacquiao dominated him and retired him. And it was obvious Oscar was not going to be great anymore after that. Uh, It was obvious at the end of his career when he had also lost to Floyd Mayweather uh, as well at the end of his career. Oscar just didn't have it anymore. 
Um, and now he is going to make a comeback. Uh, again, whatever this is going to be coming up next month, Oscar De La Hoya, but that's off a 13-year layoff, and, and, and De La Hoya is 48 years of age, two-minute rounds, fighting a non-boxer, a former MMA champion. Vitor Belfort is his name. So Oscar is coming back, but Oscar's career was done. Oscar retired Julio Cesar Chavez the same way, beat him twice in a two-year period in the late 90s. De La Hoya much younger, and again, Chavez's reflex is not the same, not able to take the punches the same way. Chavez is 34 years old in the first fight. He's He's an old 34. He's an old 36 in the second fight. Uh, and was cut up, and he was done. It was obvious it was not the same guy that just brutalized the lightweight, the super lightweight, the welterweight divisions back in the 80s and the early 90s. Chavez was not that fighter anymore. This is reality, and you go all the way back to Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard, and I was the biggest Sugar Ray Leonard fan growing up as a kid that you could have. I I idolized this guy as a fighter, and who wouldn't? All-American a story with having won the Olympic gold medal, won all the great fights with Duran, with Hitman Hearns, came out of retirement and beat Marvin Hagler. But Sugar Ray continued to fight on into his mid-30s and late-30s. And he fought Terry Norris and, and got dominated. Got dominated in 19, uh, what, 91 by Terry Norris. And it basically retired Ray Leonard because he realized this is a young man's game. And Norris was hitting him hard, and Ray had a calf injury, couldn't move. The greatness was gone. But then Ray couldn't leave well enough alone, like I was talking about with Marquis. Six years after the Norris loss, he tried to come back at 41 years of age and fight Hector Camacho. Again, that's younger than Manny Pacquiao was the other night in the ring. And I know modern medicine is different 30 years later. You can talk about drugs. You can talk about PEDs. You can talk about training. You can talk about... Uh, different recruitative, recuperative tactics, training tactics, the things we understand now about physiology and training and rest. It helped Pacquiao get to this point. But just like Pacquiao wasn't himself the other night and wasn't accurate and wasn't fast enough to get out of the way, that's the same thing. The indelible image of Sugar Ray Leonard getting pummeled along the ropes by Hector Camacho in his final fight. You just you, when you don't have it anymore, you don't have it anymore. The greatness is gone, and I think that that is obviously the case for Pacquiao. You're not getting back being great anymore. Could Manny Pacquiao go and have one more farewell fight like I keep saying and others keep suggesting? Sure, and it would likely be great to have one in the Philippines. Again, will COVID-19 and the flare-up of the Delta variant and how and how everything now is as we approach the end of summer and into the fall, will that prevent any talk from Pacquiao being able to fight anytime soon? in the Philippines, or out or, or out somewhere besides the United States? I don't know. And is he going to run for the presidency? We haven't talked about that on this podcast. We did on the preview podcast. He will have to declare by the end of September whether he's going to try to be the president of Philippines, of the country. He's currently in the Philippine Senate as a senator from his province, obviously. Will he try to run? Will that now be his legacy? Because one, one more thing. He's made tens of millions of dollars over the last decade. He's made probably over $150 million in ring income, plus endorsements are probably another 10, 20, 30 million over the last 10, 15 years. Manny Pacquiao's got money. He's got all the money he ever needs. He he made reportedly at least a $20 million guarantee plus pay-per-view money, et cetera, the other night to fight for Premier Boxing Champions. He's set financially. He has fought and fought at the highest level and is a Hall of Famer, and maybe he can't go out on a loss, but maybe his family gets to him and says, this is it at 43. Go be, go be the president of the Philippines. 
If you can do that and help right the country and help the country in ways through the government at this point. We'll see what Manny does, but I, I think it's rather obvious there is no return to greatness that's upcoming. You're not going to see that. It's not It's not going to be there. It wasn't there the other night. It's not something magically that turns on. Even if he were to take human growth hormone, PEDs, things that are illegal to try to get it back, you just you can't get back things that are not there. That's why they're called enhancers. You're enhancing what's already there. You can't enhance his hand speed and his foot speed enough against younger fighters at 43 by taking a drug, taking a shot, taking a pill. That's not going to happen. Father time for De La Hoya came calling. The same for Chavez, the same for Leonard. And it looks like it will be for Pacquiao. Will there be one more farewell fight? We'll see. But on the biggest stage, again, Terrence Crawford, uh, Errol Spence would have torn him up. Keith, Keith Thurman, a healthy, active Keith Thurman, tears up that Manny Pacquiao that we saw the other night. If Ugas did the damage that he did, uh, Thurman in his prime that was beating Sean Porter, that was beating Danny Garcia, that beat Robert Guerrero, that beat Luis Colazo, won all those fights leading up to the Pacquiao fight, that Keith Thurman, if he was in the ring on Saturday night, August 21st, 2021, with, with a 42-year-old, almost 43-year-old Manny Pacquiao, he'd have torn him up. Spence, if he was fully healthy, would have would have torn him up. Younger, accurate, hard puncher, Terrence Crawford, same thing. Younger, accurate, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the lower weight classes, top 10 pound-for-pound, if not top 5 pound-for-pound. Crawford would have butchered Manny Pacquiao last Saturday night. That's his reality, folks. That's the reality. And I don't know that he fights again. We'll see. We'll see if that's the case. I know this. we got to get out of here. My thanks again to Marquise John, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. We thank our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network fleet of shows for promoting us. We thank you for finding us. Again, subscribe. If you are subscribed, the podcast comes automatically to you. We'll be back later this week with the typical preview podcast, usually out on Fridays to preview the weekend. I know that we have the Jake Paul fight upcoming with former UFC fighter Tyron Woodley. It headlines a Showtime pay-per-view boxing card on Sunday night with a litany of interesting fights under it, including Charles Conwell, a Cleveland native in action, Amanda Serrano in action, the women's world champion, in a lighter weight class, there's some interesting fights on the undercard. So we'll be previewing that later in the week. You need to subscribe, though, because anytime there's a new podcast, you'll get the ding if you are subscribed, if you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find us through uh, through Megaphone, through uh, all the podcast outlets, Podcast Attic, and, and on and on. Uh, again, uh, we always love coming to you uh, on special occasions in the recap mode, and we'll do that more frequently with Joshua Usyk coming up. Uh, We may even do this after the De La Hoya return, September the 11th, that night. Uh, Certainly for uh, the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury third fight. God willing that that one comes off October 9th. Now we're going to get Caleb Plant uh, agreeing to fight with Canelo Alvarez. Canelo back for November with Caleb Plant. Unification at super middleweight. That's coming in November. Anytime there's a huge enough event or fight, we'll be back with a recap podcast as well. If you're subscribed, you'll get it automatically. For now, we are good. Again, follow us at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter. Find the Facebook page, Big Fight Weekend, to keep up to date on what we're doing. Follow Marquise at Weak Sauce Radio as well. And our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast, thanks to Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, and everybody involved there. We thank uh, them for all of their hard work. 
And we appreciate you finding us as well, whether you did so through a social media link or the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. For now, we're done. I'm TJ Reeves. We're back later this week. More on the, the fallout of the, of the uh, Ugas win and what happens with Manny Pacquiao. And then preview mode for the weekend on Big Fight Weekend later this week. For now, we are good. Thank you for finding us. Put up your dupes. Move your head, bob and weave. Launch some punches. It's the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.